Good afternoon and welcome back to the Chamberlain and Chance podcast. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts for giving us a second try. My name is Chamberlain. Joining me again today is Chance. How are you doing today? I'm doing. All right. Today, <laughs> we promise, or Chance promises, that there will be no Star Wars spoilers. I and sure. I promise that I will spoil none of Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I'll be starting soon, because he won't get to play it for another 12 months. I'll spoil the crap out of it. <laughs> Today, quick recap of what we played this week, maybe some talk of holiday loot, and a recap of this week's holiday, or this week's headlines. Thank you again for tuning in, and here we go. I didn't get the chance to play much this week. Uh, I've spent all of my time on what I would call a discount racing game, WRC 5, World Rally Championship 5. You know, is that the real track racing game? Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's the rally tracing where it's just a, a, a point-to-point rally going okay. throughout different nations. And I like it, honestly, because it's mindless. I've been so busy this week with... Christmas and church and kids and family and drinking that family drinking, you know, goes together yeah. um, that I needed something that I could sit down and not think about and just race for a while. And it does that. It's not as good as like a Forza or, or any of those, but it's a really good, just, just sit down. And I want to race for a little while. The one thing it does, and I, and you'll understand this being from a cold weather climate, you know, that really uncomfortable feeling when you're driving and the traction just kind of goes away. I do. It's never pleasant. <laughs> no. <laughs> it captures that, because you'll be driving along, and they have these ridiculous ice courses where it's like you're driving down a bobsled track, and you'll move from gravel to just straight ice, and, and it's got that same pit of your stomach, oh shit, feeling where the car stops listening. Uh, There's a bar for driving games, though, and that bar is not gameplay. It is graphics. It is, and it's, it's pretty enough. Again, I'm pretty spoiled. Forza 6 was really good. I didn't play it for as long as I should have. It's not my favorite. I I prefer the Horizon games. Mm -hmm. Forza Horizon 2, for me, is like the perfect racing game because it's it's part open world. It's not so realistic that I'm having a hard time controlling things. It's got a ton of cars, and it's gorgeous. This one is... It's not as good-looking as that. It's, It's better than Ride, which I tried to play and was terrible, but... It's good for three, four days of distraction when I don't have the uh, stamina to play anything else. <laughs> but that's that was it for me this week. That's all I've had time to do was try to get through that. I have Tomb Raider sitting next to me, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to start that probably tonight. And I have a friend pastoring, pastoring me to start um, uh, Tales from the Sword Coast. Is that what it is? The, on PS4, comes out on the 31st. Is that coming out? Sword Coast Legends? Is that what it is? Yeah, I've seen interesting stuff about that, but that's indie, right? It's I don't know if it's indie or not. It's it's he wants to do it because it's got some asymmetric multiplayer where one wow. person can be the DM and everybody else is just playing. Six out of ten on Steam. Yeah. Five point okay. five out of ten from IGN. Ouch. Maybe so yeah, this will do it. This will be right up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I haven't decided. I may do some more research. But he's like, you can be the DM again. I'm like, well, okay. We'll see. <clears throat> but that's not till next week. What have you had time for this week? Um, I've been sticking with Nuclear Throne quite a bit. Okay. I played the opening of um, Legends of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel. Oh, yeah, you, you said wonderful things about the packaging for that. The packaging is gorgeous. Exceed, always exceed my expectations. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, no, they, they do these really, really lovely little collector's packages because they know that the people who actually buy the physical copies of their games are the people who want that stuff. And we do. I love it. Mm. Little art book, little pin, great stuff. Um, and then it starts you off at, like, level 50. With all these mechanics that you don't really understand, but oh, here, I'll select this and my hero will do this amazing ultimate attack. And it only goes on for like maybe four fights. And then, okay, that's your intro. Now let's go into, you know, like the credit sequence and we'll actually start telling the story and then we'll start you off at level one. And I'm it's like, the okay, teaser. Here, yeah, this is what it, you can have later. Yeah, it's, this is, this is what the game is going to be. And then after the teaser was done, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't think I actually have patience for, for a big RPG right <laughs> now. What is, is it a, is it a JRPG turn-based? Is it an action RPG? It is I don't totally, know. it is totally turn-based. Okay. Uh, you run around the field and there are, um, there are enemies on the field. So you can run up and like get the, get a cut on them and then start with initiative. Um, it's been described as, uh, as kind of like a modern successor to Suikoden, okay. or however you pronounce that. So my expectations are now like kind of bumped just because that's a legendary. Those are some pretty big shoes to fill. Those are. And so I think like it, it, when I'm not feeling quite as scattered as I've been and I can really snuggle into a game, that will be my next game to snuggle into. But what I've actually been playing when I'm on the go, which is quite a bit lately, mm. is um, uh, Nuclear Throne again. I, I beat the three-headed dog boss and got to uh, got to the halfway point. I am halfway towards beating that game because <laughs> it just keeps on killing me, sending me back. And I'm still digging it. It's still just a nice little arcadey thing. But uh, the other day I threw Galaxy back on again. I saw. I was online. I'm like, oh, we talked about it. He needs a new pair of pants. He's going for Galaxy there. I do. I do. And uh, and I just like just the other night, I was playing it and I'm still learning new things about this little game. And I'm like. This this is the one game for the last half of 2015 that I'm really pissed off I never wrote a review for. Because this is the game where I want to say, hey, like, look look at this. Consider this. This is brilliant. Um, did you ever get to the point in that game where you were fighting the an enemy called a Rhino, which is a big, slow-moving ship with, like, a big battering ram on the front? Is that the second chapter? Um, they might have sh not shown up till the second chapter. Uh, I, I, guess I, I did get to the second chapter. I remember one thing where I had to swing around behind him to do anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. sounds about right, actually. Yeah. Well, um, most of the uh, most of the raider ships just have shields in the front, and if you can sneak up behind them, uh, you can beat the crap out of them. The rhino has no shields. It is so tough it doesn't need shields because <laughs> it'll just it'll just slowly move around with this turret on the top in the middle, taking pew 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 okay. pew little shots at you. But if you know how to handle the rhino, you can just beat the crap out of a rhino by turning into mech and blasting towards him, just keeping your hand on the throttle, keeping your nose pointed at him, and just slashing with your sword. Because you will deflect every shot he sends your way. And just lay into him, hammer him, and I never tried that on any, any other enemy type because all the other enemy types weren't quite so slow moving. They have kind of a different rhythm to their play. And then the other day, I tried it on an Imperial, uh, an Imperial Hammerhead, which is this much smaller, fast-moving, really deaky little ship. But I was just playing around, reflecting laser strikes with my laser sword, 
And I was like, oh my God, here's a, here's a technique that can be now applied to so many different situations. I have killed so many guys in the past week by slashing through their laser blast and deflecting them back into their face. And it looks cooler, too. It looks amazing. So, yeah. Gal- <laughs> Gal- I went back to Galaxy. It makes me want to go back to Bloodborne now, because now I'm kind of leaning towards Galaxy as, like, actually the best game to come out in 2015. Well, you haven't played the expansion for Bloodborne yet, and that came out in 2015, so... Still haven't touched it. I think I need to start a new character. Maybe try oh, an axe geez. this time. Uh, okay. You know what? It won't take me that long. It won't, because you know how to play it, yeah. That's right, I do. All right, so speaking of Imperial, I would yeah. like... A spoiler-free, okay. two-sentence reaction. And, and keep in mind, you're talking to someone who hates the prequels with all of his soul. I rewatched Attack of the Clones last oh, night. Oh, why would you do that to yourself? Because Caleb bought it for me, and I love that sequence uh, with the asteroid fields. Okay, well... And, and so I watched it again, and it's so much worse than I remember it. <laughs> it's so bad! I, I, I've seen each of those movies only once. And, and, and also keep in mind that, that in preparation, because I, I will see the new movie next week, my family and I sat down and watched episodes four, five, and six on VHS as the good Lord intended. I am 480i, stereo, pan and scan, gloriousness. So this is where I'm coming from. Give me your two sentence. Am I, am I, am I going to be okay when we talk next week? Oh, I believe so. Um, it's not, okay, two sentences. Let me, let me. Get my thoughts together. Two sentences. Little Jeopardy theme here. Um, <laughs> it is not a great film, as those were great films, but it is a good time at the movies for people who love Star Wars, and it provides a lot of um, of the little moments of Star Wars fantasy that we really didn't get with those prequels, okay. and that we really kind of had in our in the our mind's eye going into the prequels. It gives us a lot of that. Is there any mention of mitochlorians or how Anakin was birthed by the Force or any of that ridiculousness? Not once. Oh. The word mitochlorian never happens. It okay. ignores. It ignores any events that occurred in those stupid, okay. awful prequel movies. Well, good. Then, then, then I, I feel good about. Okay, yes. that yes. is good. I will be. I am pleased to. I think. I think uh, there's one shot at the end of the movie that uh, makes the makes the case for its existence as a whole, and it's a good case, and we'll talk about that next week. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I'm going to go, and I I, I want to go see it and, and not have to deal with, you know, three dozen douchebags and their popcorn. I want it to die down a little bit so I can actually sit and watch the movie. It will not be dead. I know, but I can't wait any longer. They're well, the thing is, harder I'm, to avoid. I think you may have waited now so long that the people who would have been respectful in that theater oh, and given God, that movie, what? it's that's right, given that movie, it's proper oh. gravitas are now gone. All these people are like, <laughs> that's the guy who chopped off Obi Wan's hand. No, he's not in this one. I'm pretty sure that's the same guy, man. <laughs> You're going to be go dealing with that. see it for the third time. Yeah. And, and, and complain about it from the back row. Ugh. Mm-hmm. This is why God invented Blu-ray. That's right. <laughs> All right, so you sent me a list of some pretty interesting news stories. I, I will admit to that I, ref, I defer to you on these. I use your blog, which we haven't plugged yet, thegamesofchance.blogspot.com. It's the best. Is a, is a great place to go. I, 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 and in all sincerity, I go to Chance solely for the E3 coverage, which is not for a while yet, but he does a great job of condensing which can be an overwhelming amount of information down to just the cool stuff. It is an overwhelming amount of information. You take days off from work from that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I take a week for E3 every year, because the first time I tried to do both and it just about killed me. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into my boss's room and I was like, okay, look, 
here's what I've been doing, and I'm going to die if I continue. And really, I believe his honest thinking was, I don't actually need this guy around all that much. <laughs> I can spare him. Sure, David, go home. <laughs> take it, take it. So, let's go over this. It's actually been, for, for, for being a holiday week, for a Christmas week, there's a lot of stuff that happened. So, yeah, no, go for it. This is a slow news period, but uh, yeah, some interesting stuff. Uh, December 17th, trailer came out for a little indie from a studio that I don't think anyone's ever heard of, called Katana Zero. Which, um, as someone who loves Mark of the Ninja, that's what immediately jumped out at me was this 2D thing with this guy running around with a samurai sword, kicking the crap out of guys. But what it is, is you're um, a, a samurai assassin in the modern age, and you can slow time because you're using this, you know, super future drug, and deflect people's... Deflect people's uh, gunshots back at them and kill them with a swipe of your sword. And then you can, like, duck under gunshots and turn around and slash guys into the air. Punch Katana Zero, two words, into Google. Watch that trailer. That is the next indie to watch out for. I want that on my I beta. did watch that trailer. And, and usually retro indie titles I'm not a huge fan of. It's like I did my time in the 16-bit era. I like new stuff now. Mm-hmm. But this has got some serious style. Yes. It's not It's not retro because... They can't afford to do better. It's retro by choice. It seems. No, I feel like it's probably they're a small studio and they can't make. Well, no that's that too. But at least they're doing they're doing something. It's not it's not a plain looking retro retro yeah. like um, uh, Mercenary Kings. Oh, Mercenary was, Kings is beautiful. But it looked a little. Okay, I don't know. But it's I compare that to uh, the game you discovered, Metal Slug. And yeah. Metal Slug looks better, and it was made way back in, in the day. But anyway, it, it reminded me of um, oh the top down. Incredibly uh, difficult yeah, indie yeah. shooter. Um, Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami, yeah. 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 Which yeah. I actually liked. Very, actually very enjoyable. Oh, everyone those. loves Hotline Miami. Like, the yeah. sequel was a bit uneven, but, you know, that's... Story-wise, it was uneven, but you could just play it, and it yeah. was... You never finished that one either, so I should really... I spoiled that <laughs> one for you, I think. That's fine. <laughs> the, the games I didn't finish in 2015 is a long-ass list. Okay. December 18th, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens opens in theaters. It does not suck. It Single good... largest release ever for a weekend, I believe. Yeah, that just keeps happening. It means less and less. <laughs> <laughs> well, it beat Jurassic World. But yeah. I, think that, I think what was crazy about the numbers for this one is that all of the huge dollar movies they compared it to were summer releases. Mm-hmm. The previous big winter release, I believe, was one of the Hobbit movies. Uh, either that or Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. I think The Hobbit sounds about right. And the Hobbit but, yeah. movies weren't that great, but yeah. like it's, um, I I do think it's better than Star Trek. You were all worried about that. Uh, I I didn't like any of the Star Treks. I have a I have a deep seated distrust for Abrams because he took Star Trek from me. Uh, I, I I refuse to watch those movies. You know what? Star Trek had been dead for so long until Abrams uh, came along. It's because well, I'll take I'll take its reanimated corpse. That's cool. uh, I I don't know because after Next Generation you had. You had Voyager, which was terrible. You had Enterprise, which started out with time travel, which was terrible. And you had Deep Space Nine, which wasn't really Star Trek. That was yeah. more... And I'm, I'm not saying Deep Space Nine wasn't good. Deep Space Nine is very good. But, it, but for it me, it never Star felt Trek. like Star Trek. It felt like Battlestar Galactica or, you know, a different kind of sci-fi thing. Well, the problem so, with DS9 was it didn't boldly go anywhere. It boldly no, it sat didn't. right there and had a story <laughs> swirling around it. But, it, you know, it was an interesting way to expand the universe and say, look, there's other people living out here in the Federation, and this is what they do. Yeah. I like that. I enjoyed that. It felt it felt legit. It felt authentic to me. Well, and Cisco is the best captain since Picard, easily. He was the first captain since Picard. Okay. Was, <laughs> wait, did DS9 come right after 
it, it yeah. DS9 was on the air while Next Generation was on the air. Wow, you're right. I forgot about that. I forgot Voyager was somewhere in there, too. Voyager was after those, wasn't it? Yep, it did. Ugh, I okay. like Janeway. I always had a thing for Janeway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so yeah, Star- the new Star Wars is good. It, it deserves all the money it's making. Um, yeah, so that's something we can all be thankful for. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas, uh, yay. December 21st, Bandai Namco. Namco announces a ton of stuff is coming uh, is coming west for localization. Tales of Berseria was always going to happen. Like, those games always happen. Sometimes they're a little late. This one's coming now. That's awesome. God Eater Resurrection. Coming for PS4 and Vita. That's a surprise. The last uh, God Eater 2 has been out for years on Vita and never came over here. Okay. God Eater 2 Rage Burst is getting localized. Is that like a side story, or is that a... Oh, uh, no, it's a direct sequel to God Eater. Oh, okay. okay. Um, it's, it's, they're, they're just basically uh, Bandai Namco's Monster Hunter games. Ah, uh, okay. And they're, they're a bit different, you know, they're a bit more Bandai Namco. And <laughs> we're getting, we're getting a Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus Force for Vita, all coming to North America. Everything except Tales of Bersaria there is weird that we're getting it. That feels like a little extra generous. We don't normally get all these little things from Bandai Namco, but uh, yeah, that was all announced last week. Yay, I'll take it. The Tales games, I mean, you don't play the Tales games usually, do you? No, I tried um, Hearts, uh, Tales of Hearts? Tales Tales of of Hearts are. Tales of Hearts are, yeah. Tales of Hearts are, and it was just a bit boring for me at the beginning. I didn't feel that the combat system was very interesting, and I was like, okay, what's next? They've been, I don't know, they've been slipping lately, because the last couple of them... They've been trying to have more of an MMO feel to them, which means they have these gigantic, bland levels. Mm. The combat's still okay with them. There haven't really been any... I mean, Tales of, Tales of Exilia, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but the X-I-L-L-I-A. I would go Cilia. One. Cilia, yeah. That one and its sequel I thought were pretty good because it actually had some decent characters. This last one that I played was so plain-looking that, I mean, I played it because I needed a JRPG, but after that I'm like, wow, this is... It's it just looks plain, giant hallways with nothing in them, big empty dungeons, with no personality. So I don't know if budgets are getting more constrained over there, or they're just you know putting less resources to these games. I don't know either. But did you watch the trailer for the Valkyria Chronicles remaster? Uh, I, I did. Just looking at their facial expressions and their animations is like wow. This game came out like a year and a half after the PS3 launched. It has so much nice little character and detail in there that I don't think we're really getting in a lot of the JRPGs at now. No. Looking back on the stuff that come out on the PS3 in the past few years. I Sales numbers, I think that whole genre is beginning. If your name isn't Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy, I really wonder how their numbers are doing. Yeah, well, we'll And even see, Final yeah. Fantasy is like, eh. I mean, Dragon Quest, I mean, you put Dragon Quest on a lunchbox, it sells a million units in Japan. It's just in how Japan. it works. In Japan, yeah. yeah. Here, it's like... Dragon Quest Heroes came out, and people went, what? Yeah, no one has any idea. <laughs> I don't have any idea. Okay. Actually, Heroes was pretty good, I will admit. I had not... Musou, I had never played a game like that before, and it was it was fun. Yeah, I tried to get into the Musou games after falling in love with Senran and Kagura, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, okay, so I never knew I could like one of these games. What's the funnest one of these games? And everyone said uh, Samurai Warriors um, X2 or something like that. So I got that. Oh my god, it's boring. <laughs> it is so boring compared to the problem with heroes for me is that I don't I don't know the Dragon Quest games that, mm. that's one of my JRPG holes I haven't played them so you have all these cameos I'm like um, I don't know who that is <laughs> they're not introducing anybody like this is so and so from such game I'm like cool who 
I don't know who these people are. <laughs> okay, uh, December 23rd, it was announced that Uncharted 4 will not be releasing on March 18th, 2016. It has been pushed to April 26th, like a month. Um, no one's surprised. No one's surprised. They did the same thing with The Last of Us. The Last of Us turned out to be the fucking Last of Us. I'm cool. Take as much time as you need, man. It's Uncharted. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, that's. I'm not. I am not worried about that at all. That'll be. It'll be fine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, December twenty third, the banner. Uh, Sony actually steps in and say, "Hey, hey, the 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 Vita exists." <laughs> the banner, the port of the banner saga, this uh, critically acclaimed, kickstarted strategy RPG, came out twenty thirteen. I want to say, uh, was slated to get ported to the Vita. The developer said. Uh, the, our partners who were porting it over uh, are just a bunch of dickbags and didn't get the work done that we paid them to twice, and we can't do the Vita port. And so on December 23rd, Gio Corsi, who runs third-party productions at Sony, stepped up and said, uh, we are partnering with a publisher named Versus Evil, who you had never heard of before I just said that. Uh, the only Probably. reason I had heard of it is you sent that to me, and I saw Afro Samurai 2 in there, and I'm yes. like, oh, that's not good news. Torin, they published Torin, which I don't even think has come out yet. Armacrog, if you remember that. No, I honestly don't. It's kind of like a reboot of a of a claymation adventure game from the nineties. Okay. And Afro Samurai Two is what they've published. They've published some other stuff, I'm sure. But whatever, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care who's doing it. Banner Saga, Vita, same sense in a positive way. Thank you, Sony. Thank you See, for giving a crap. That is good news, but Afro Samurai 2 was canceled after one... It was supposed to be episodic, and it was canceled after one episode because it was so bad. I think they not only canceled it, they, like, took it off the store. Because they're like, we can't even sell this, it's so bad. And the first Rubbed one was terrible, existence. too. The first Afro Samurai game was bad, man. Yeah, it was. I played it, and it was, like, kind of stylish, but then it was about six hours long, and I was okay with that. I'm like, hey, we're done. All right, moving on. I played the demo, and I'm like, this has told me everything it's going to say. <laughs> Okay, uh, December 25th, Christmas Day. People had a ton of trouble setting up the PS4s they unwrapped on Christmas because um, when you set up your PlayStation Network account, Sony has to send you an email. You have to say, yes, this is my email address. Please activate my account. But Sony Sony systems weren't sending that email, so people were having all kinds of trouble getting their accounts. Merry uh, Christmas morning, kids. Uh, this is vaguely reminiscent of last year when on Christmas, Xbox Live and PSN were down. Taken down by hackers doing a DDoS attack, and this year there are no hackers. This is just Sony knowing that everyone was going to be unwrapping Christmas or PS4s on Christmas and just not having the infrastructure there to handle it. This is Sony with egg on their face. Yeah, okay. But, but they are not the eggiest face on Christmas Day. <laughs> because this is on, a great story. I like this a lot. On Christmas Day, if you were to log into your Steam account, you would get access to some random person's Steam account somewhere in the world. And this could be someone in, like, Sri Lanka. So you log in, <laughs> and you're reading, you know, a strange language, and the games list is not your games list. And when you go to, like, alter your profile, it then jumps into a completely different person's profile. Oh. And you can see all their personal information in the games they've purchased and all their credit card stuff. Oh, so, that's glorious. Yeah, so uh, this was not a hack. This was not anything. This was quoted... A misconfiguration in one of Valve's caching layers. Okay. What, whatever the hell that means. Mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Is what they, pay, pay, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. This is yeah. just... You know, ooh. This is... It highlights one of... And I'm, I'm, I'm over this, but there is still some resistance to the straight digital culture. Like when Xbox One was going to be a digital-only console, people lost their shit. 
Because what if the server goes down? What if this happens? What if this happens? And, and Microsoft's like, no, no, it'll be fine. And Steam was always kind of the example. Look over there. You have a completely digital collection that's always there. It lives locally on your machine if it has to. So if the Steam servers are gone, it still works. And oops, guess what? Steam is fallible too. So I understand people's reservations about, I would like a physical copy, please. I, mean, I, I get that. I think the digital future game is a huge conversation because it could work. Like even even the best example of it obviously is not perfect. But uh, what if you know? What if Valve goes down for some reason? What if there is uh, you know, this huge catastrophe wherever Valve's offices are, and that office just sinks into the ground and is gone? Billions of gamers across the world can't uh, get in to verify their Steam account a month from now. When you have to, you have to log in once a month. Yep. All your games are gone. The thousands of dollars you spent on your Steam library is gone. Thank you, Digital Future. Um, you know, that could happen. It, it could happen, but we're coming at it from a point of view where, where you and I remember when there was no internet. We were mm -hmm. young, but we remember when it was not a thing. I do. That more and more people now don't understand that. They view the internet as a service. It's, it's, it's not like... It's not a premium thing. It's like the water working in your house. Yeah. The internet is there. So calling something cloud-based to someone who's never known a world without the internet is not a shocking thing. Mm. They simply accept it. The, okay, it's out there. It's fine. Whereas, you know, we had the physical copies of, you know, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, all the old cartridge games, all the old disc-based games where they didn't even have a modem. In them, <laughs> there was no such thing as patching a game if it if didn't work. If it's not in your screen. hand, it's not real. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, there is no resisting this. It's going to happen. I am really surprised that Microsoft backed off the way they did. I think, honestly, that this is the last generation of consoles that's going to have physical media. Yeah, I saw a rumor on News for Gamers the other day that the next Xbox is going to be this, it's going to be that, it's going to be, it's not going to have a disc drive in it. I didn't even click on it. Because I was like, you know what, we are two years into this generation. I'm not reading a rumor about the next one yet. I really hope we're pretty far off. I can't afford another two console year. Seriously, <laughs> but um, I don't. I don't think so. The reason Microsoft backed off is because they looked at their pre-order numbers. Mm. People were going into EB Games and Best Buys across the country pre-ordering PS4s based off that disastrous E3 for them. It was like, remember the comics? Remember all the yes. wonderful comics pointing yes, out how stupid Microsoft was being as a Sony fanboy? I love that so well, much. Well, see, okay, it's, it's a total flip from when the PS3 was announced at 600 bucks. Oh, uh, yes, it and really the, is. And the LOL Sony meme was born, a meme that I love to this very day. People will get a second job to pay for their PS3s. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're quite sure If you really want it, it's going to be worth it. And yeah, I'm one of those people who bought a $600 launch PS3. I can't argue too much when it was my dollars that voted for it, so uh, what am I going to do? Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, back to the topic. I'm, is this, this is cleared up now, correct? I have not logged into my Steam account um, to look at anything. You know what? Let me take a peek. Let me just crack it open here and see what if, happens. If you come up with some weirdo stuff, I want, to try to, want you to try to buy them Undertale to make sure that they have it. Have uh, you played Undertale? I haven't yet. No, that was... I, I, every year... For the Christmas loot section, we'll talk a little bit about this, but every year... Um, I have a younger brother, and being the older brother, it is, I view it as part of my job to continue the ill influence of buying him video games. Fair enough. <clears throat> and so this year I bought him Undertale, just because I saw it on sale and it's supposed to be good. I have not played it yet. Once he talks about it, I'll play it. 
I bought him the South Park Stick of Truth, because everyone should play that. I agree. And I also picked up Shadow of Mordor for him, because he hadn't played it yet. Uh, I was trying to break him out of his MMO mode. He's a World of Warcraft guy. So I'm trying to give him other things to play, either short or... I'm pulling him out of that... I'm not sure you could hand him anything that's more addictive than that. You could you could uh, give him cocaine and he would be like, no, nah, man. That, that or Diablo 3 for him. He talks about Diablo 3, the seasons in Diablo 3. I'm like, there's seasons in Diablo 3? So, yeah, that. they change this, they do something new. I'm like, you know what? You enjoy it, cool, but there's a whole world outside of stuff that Blizzard does that you really should expose yourself to. <laughs> then he threw Hearthstone in my face. I'm like, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, also on Christmas Day... Um, the Wii U and the Xbox One suffered no service outages and therefore win Christmas. Um, is that because they didn't sell as many? As no, they well, maybe. PS4s? Maybe. I mean, they keep insisting that they're selling great and they keep insisting that sales of Rise of the Tomb Raiders were, they're totally happy with, but then they never give you a number. So whatever's happening, like maybe that's the only thing that suggests to me that the next Xbox coming soon rumor might be true. Because maybe they're just like, this isn't working. We're going to split the market again, and if they do, they, oh, it's going to be worse. No, it would be worse. They need to. The reason the 360 worked is because it was a really long-lived console. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was got eight years, seven years, from inception to. I mean, they're still out there. It's Xbox 360 won't hit the PlayStation 2 numbers, but it, 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 the system's going to have that same kind of legs, where the PlayStation 2 sold for years after the PlayStation 3 came out. Oh, man, that's a long... It came out in uh, 2005, the Xbox 360, and its successor only came out... It was 2013, right? Yep. So, yep. man, 13... Oh, that? No, that's, yeah, that's eight, eight years. Eight, eight years, years, eight years. That's a pretty good length. That's, that's a good a, life. That's legs, man. When Nintendo's been through how many consoles since then? Oh, uh, <laughs> probably two. <laughs> we, two. Wii U and then whatever they announce next year. I used to believe in Nintendo. I was, when the original Xbox and the GameCube were coming out, I cast my vote for GameCube, didn't buy an Xbox, because I, at that point, trusted Nintendo to have a decent product. And the GameCube was, I maintain, an exceptional system. It was kind of the Dreamcast of its time. It was, and it had a lot of really good games. It Towards the end, it began to peter out because of the third parties going away on it, but you had some great stuff that was there first. A lot of it was ported later. Resident Evil Res- 4. Resident Evil 4, yeah. Skies of Arcadia, um, Metroid Prime, Twilight Princess, not Twilight Princess. Um, I think it was Twilight Princess. It was Twilight Princess, but I'm thinking of the Zelda before that, the one with the boat. Oh, uh, Wind Waker. Wind Waker, yeah. I preferred Wind Waker to Twilight Princess. I like Wind Waker a lot. And then they announced the Wii, and I didn't buy it because I don't trust Nintendo anymore. See, my problem with Nintendo was different. I loved... um, When I was a kid, I was one of those kids who played Mario Brothers so much that I could do things like fling myself off into space and go flying across two screens and land on one little block suspended in midair that you hadn't seen for the previous ten seconds. Like, I was... I, you could get that good at Mario Brothers. I was that good at Mario Brothers, and then I skipped. Um, I skipped the N sixty four. Couldn't afford it. I skipped um, the GameCube. Couldn't afford it. I skipped the Wii U up until like the last year and a half of its life cycle, just so I could play Muramasa. Um, and by the time at that point, by the time I came back to Mario games, 
they had gone through so many generations and iterations of kind of control and mechanics that they were speaking a language that I just didn't understand. Mm. And I really want that um, that tactile, moment-to-moment amazing gameplay that they used to give me. And I think that's why I love those little roguelikes so much. True. Is because you, you those games, some of those, the good, the good roguelikes are so well kind of constructed in terms of mechanics that you can immerse yourself into them up into the point that you can fling yourself across three screens and land on one block. As well, a lot of that comes with memorization. You're playing it over and over and over again. You just know well, where these things are. in that example, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. If someone were to ask me what the best game ever was, my knee-jerk reaction, being the age I am, is always going to be Super Mario Bros. 3. It's just, I don't think. Best game ever, Mario 3. It's just, it's just, it's like ingrained in my head that that's the stock answer for that. And part of it is the way, like you said, the way it controls, the way it felt. Mm-hmm. I was reading about Mario Maker, and in the process of its development, they had talked about them giving an option to change not just the palette and how it looked, but to change how the game felt, mm-hmm. to change how it would control. So if you really wanted the, 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 the I don't know if stiffness is the right word, but the, the feel of the older Mario games, you could have it. They left it out because they were worried people would think it was too hard. Oh. They were hard. They were hard games. <laughs> they, they were hard, but like you said with the roguelikes, you could take it and you could land Mario on one block, two screens away, and if you knew it was there, it would work. Mm-hmm. So that's never coming back. I, do, I, have, I would really like Nintendo to get back to a non-gimmick system. I didn't buy a Wii because I didn't like waggle controls. I didn't yeah. buy a Wii U because that controller looked ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> and a second controller costs you half as much as another console, which and may every, be an exaggeration. Every but... game I tried to buy for the Wii that everyone was like, oh, this is amazing, like Donkey Kong Country Returns. I was so hyped for that game. And then I finally get into it, and to attack, waggle. Oh. Waggle to attack. And it killed it. It killed the game for me. E- even Sony was smart enough to back away from that when they realized that the motion controls just don't work right. Remember Lair? Did you play Lair? I own a copy of Lair, man. Yeah, did you play it before or after they patched in the DualShock controls? I think both, uh, okay. and even after the patch, it's unplayable. Like it's yeah. not fun. It's not I, fun. I, I played it with the motion controls, and I I bullied my way through it because I like the whole idea of just I'm riding a dragon around. But yeah, that game is an example of why motion controls still don't work right. It and it it makes a. It makes a strong case, and what you'll see this in every Sony generation. You saw it in the PS3, you saw it in the PS4, you saw it on Vita, where the first couple first-party games that come out are really like, try our six-axis, tilt the controller for this <laughs> for this one stupid little mini-game in our AAA launch title. And every platform will have those, and then as soon as that kind of first round of first-party stuff comes out, and every reviewer complains about that shit, they stop doing it and they just start making solid games again. Microsoft's just as guilty with the Kinect. Oh, 100%. I mean, my Xbox One came with the Kinect. I use it to turn it off because the voice commands do work, and they work quite well. But apart from that, I never use the motion capture for anything, and there are no games that require it anymore. I mean, I I think there was like Fighter Within that came out, which was just a terrible-looking fighting (laughs) game that nobody bought. So it's... Oh, actually, no, I'm lying. There is one motion control game that I bought and I actually liked. Uh, the dance the, game? No, the Fantasia game. Oh, yeah. You the said. Disney Fantasia whatever game. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I liked that game a lot. I played it when no one was watching because mm. you look like an ass playing it, waving your arms around. 
but that game was fun and it was responsive enough. If it was difficult, like a, a real music game, like a Guitar Hero or a rock band, it wouldn't have worked. But as kind of a faff about in your basement listening to music, it was okay. But that's it. That's the only time I've ever used Connect for anything but Xbox Turn Off or Xbox Kill or Xbox, you know, <laughs> get your I, coffee. I wonder if, you know, the people who are designing the next platform at Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, if they actually look at stuff like, um, you know, six-axis control in a controller and say, now, is this stupid? Do we actually need this? And who is the guy? Who is the guy at Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo saying you have to be able to tilt a controller or else the kids won't want to play it? It's the suits who don't understand what people actually want. They want some, they want bullet points. They want something new, you know. They want something that that no one's seen before to try to sell systems because they think that's what sells systems. And everybody who actually plays games knows that the launch titles sell systems. You can have the most powerful system in the world, and if you got two games, Nintendo sixty four, when it comes out, it doesn't matter. It's the titles that sell. It's not the technology. It's the experience. Yeah, this has depressed me. <laughs> don't be depressed you're you've got years and years before the next consoles are released or until you you know stop being an amateur and buy both major consoles until you can sneak an xbox one into your house oh man i could have bought an xbox one for what i paid for my mp3 player i am aware of that i could be playing rise of the tomb raider right now but i can't think of another game that i'd like to play on xbox one <laughs> Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. Uh, yeah, crack your brain. Easy. There you go. Uh, I Knowing what you like, I'm having a hard time coming up with something. Unless they actually make a sequel to Lost Odyssey. The Lost Odyssey? No, I never played Lost Odyssey. You didn't play Lost nothing. Odyssey? Oh, that's a great JRPG at Xbox 360. Oh, the yeah, only... Lost Odyssey's a good tearjerker RPG. That's you got know, some heavy shit. You know what I would play? I would play Ori in the Blind Forest. You can play that then... on PC now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's well, on Steam. probably not my PC. Yeah, okay. My PC chugs with Mark of the Ninja. <laughs> I don't have a PC rig anymore. I've got two laptops, and that's about it. You know what? You can run Darkest Dungeon, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> that's all. That's all you can I run need. Darkest Dungeon on your cell phone. <laughs> oh God, not before Vita. <laughs> <laughs> Is that still coming out for Vita? Yes, I, I bugged the developers after Banner Saga. <laughs> <laughs> the power of your tweets is astounding. I, I, every now and again, um, and I'm really hoping that that physical copy of Galaxy actually operates after what I did. <laughs> to pad the game safe. <laughs> yeah, just stick it in there and never touch it. I'll have like three copies, so if someone ever says, what's a really good game? I'll hand them this thing they've never seen or heard of. And they go, what the hell is this? I'm going to go, you're going to have a great time. After the internet apocalypse, when the when when there is no online anymore, as long as you've got power, you've got juice, you can right. play Galaxy on your Vita. That's right. <clears throat> while civilization falls about around you, I'll have an <laughs> army of gerbils running on wheels, <laughs> powering a flat screen and producing delicious milk to sustain me. <laughs> All that practice in Fallout Four will have done you good. <clears throat> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in this week. Chance again, thanks for talking. Next week, the plan is to do our hype list for 2016. We're going to go over the games and news we're hoping for and preemptively disappoint ourselves. Hope everyone had a good holiday. Chance, hope you had a good holiday. Absolutely. I will talk to you again in a week. Thank you. Rock and roll.